Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the post-Money in the Bank edition of Franklin Culture Armbar Podcast. As always, I have my lovely crew with me. First, but not least, the dragon lady of the group. We have Katie. Hey! Hey, girl, hey! Hey! And then we have our resident illegal JK, not JK, Anthony. What's what up? up? What up? <laughs> and then we have our puddle stomper, Mr. I Want to Be an Army 2. We got Cliff. Ouch. It's Space Force. Let's get it oh, right. Oh, yeah, you're in the Space Force now. Space Force. Oh, you want yeah. more? Click here. <laughs> For for those I just want... know, that was a super uh, a Starship Troopers reference. So if you don't know that movie, yeah. you should totally go watch it. It is a cult classic. I want to stomp some bugs. Stomp some <laughs> bugs. I'm doing my part. I want to be a citizen. <laughs> so today we got a lot of takeover Chicago to go over. We've got Money in the Bank. We've got NXT from last Wednesday, and then we've got this week's Raw SmackDown and 205 Live. So it's a lot of stuff to cover. We're still going to only mark on the top three and the bottom three. And since we've been breaking tradition anyways in covering stuff in areas like New Japan, Progress, and everything else like that, we're going to cover that. We are not going to go over the tapings of UK tournament because they have not aired. So we're not going to spoil anything. Cliff. Cliff. We're not going to spoil anything. We're going to say. Was it my fault that I was there live? What? What? It okay. was not. <laughs> <sighs> Even though some of the results have already been posted by WWE.com. And you can easily find them on the interwebs. We're still not going to discuss that because we have some special snowflakes that don't want to know the results. Katie! Okay. So, let's, let's calm it down. You're asking me to calm? Do you? Yeah, I know. I feel it's like you don't DNA. know who I am. I feel like of all the years that we've known each other, like all the two, that you don't, you haven't learned anything. No, I'm just hoping for the best. Hope is for the week. So, first, let's just go ahead and get right into the top three. I'm just going to let Katie go first because I have a feeling I know what it is. So. (sighs) You don't know me. (laughs) Oh, right, right. So, okay. Right. Surprise us then. Okay. Well, my first best of the week. Um, you know, I'm a I'm I'm a good person. I am. I'm I'm a good person. I don't wish ill. I don't I don't know why you guys are laughing. Um so anyway, there was a little a little bit of information that was released yesterday that really it, it shouldn't have made me happy. It really shouldn't have, but it did. And for those of you that that listen to this podcast, you know why. Big Cass is gone! (laughs) Big 
gas is gone. I'm kind of sad because now I don't have a shoe in every week of my most hated, but he's gone. He's so gone and I am so happy and he can get fucked with the business end of a rake. Because it sounds like he wasn't just released just because they didn't have anything for him. He was released because he's a flying cunt. He's a flying cunt. And you know what? You know what? When you're a piece of shit in every aspect of your life and karma bites you in your big ass, I'm happy about it. I am happy and he is gone. And that's my number one of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, the news broke that Big Cass was was released. And I I rejoiced. I was happy because it, it did happen yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he, he was fired at SmackDown. It was he probably show it probably happened like Enzo. I can only assume that he literally walked into the arena. Vince was there. Like it's 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 known. Like all the dirties are reporting it. The people who have inside scoops of it reporting it that Vince is the one that fired him personally. Yep. And if you noticed, we discussed this when it happened on Tuesday that on the the dot com on the website. It just said WWE has come to return to the lease of Big Cass, AA William Hennessy or Hor- Men- Morrissey or Morrissey. whatever. Yeah, Bill whatever Morrissey. his name is. There yeah. was no None. best wishes of his future endeavors, which me and I don't I cannot recall a firing slash release that did not have that. Enzo was the last one. Enzo. And Enzo, <laughs> and then the one before that was um, Rich Juan. Rich Juan, so, I think, still had it. No, it Rich Juan had it. Yeah, it was a mutual terms of release. So it had it, it had hit. And I know okay. the release of Summer Rae, Darren Young, and Emma all had it as well. Yeah. They did. Well, okay, so I'll, I'll quickly, since I don't, you know, not many people, you know, listening may not know all of the stuff that came out, but I'll, so I'll quickly just run it down. Um, basically he was, he's been a belligerent drunk on tours. The last tour he was drunk, they were on the bus and he, I guess the lock for the bathroom wasn't working and he thought the guys were ripping him. So he broke down the door and everyone after that had to use the bathroom on the tour bus with no door uh apparently he's a huge asshole he shoves his politics down everyone's throats and makes everyone very uncomfortable um he was really bitchy about the fact that he had to lose on sunday with um against uh daniel bryan and obviously the one that most people know is that in the terrible segment with the um the midget daniel bryan he was told he asked if he could beat up you know, the guy mercilessly and Vince and the writers and everyone told him no, and he did it anyway. So that I think that him throwing a bitch fit at money in the bank on Sunday for having to do the job to Daniel was just the nail in the coffin that apparently has been building for a while. Yeah. Cause I'm confused. You guys are talking about who's big Cass. All I know is a tall mass. Oh God! Tall mass of tall mass. Tall mass of shit. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't the segment with Daniel 
just supposed to be him laying the midget Daniel Bryan out with a big boot and then end yeah. segment, right? And yeah. then, yep. so you guys can go back and check if they, I think WWE, I think WWE did edit out. So you might I have to look at Mike Vimeo or something like that, or you can check, uh, ask for someone to find it on Reddit because I'm sure someone has the full thing of what was actually broadcast live. But there was a continuous beatdown that even like you could, you could tell like the announcers and the ref were like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, no. and it was it it made. I mean, the segment wasn't good to begin with. Nothing I mean, about it, was cast, good, but so. it made, exactly. But it made it so much worse. I mean, it was like he took it upon himself to do that and made the segment a thousand times worse. And probably, I mean, it, it hasn't been speculated, but I can imagine that this was probably his his like you know his practice feud. Like his his first feud to see how he's gonna do, and he he balled. Blew it. Like he's not good. He blew it. So like he blew every chance that they gave him. So and I'm glad. I'm glad that Vince was the one because Vince had such a hard on for him in the first place. And Vince came and was like, "Yeah, fuck you. No, bye, bye, Felicia." Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's back this up. Was it really like that he went in there and just said, fuck you, you're gone? Or was it like the boy in Old Yeller where he's like, I'll do it, Ma. And he's watching, he's like, I got to put you down, big cast, and put one in him. <laughs> I heard it was not pleasant. I heard it was very angry, like from what I've read. So I'm good. The old it Yeller. was not he pleasant. He put him down. <laughs> Hit good. him like a shotgun. Obviously, he deserved it. He deserved it. He deserved every bit of it, and I hope that no indie promotion touches him. I mean, I'm sure they will, because they're stupid, and some of them are desperate, but I hope no one touches him. I hope that he goes all into obscurity, because he's not talented. Didn't somebody just book him for August 15th, like an indie show? That was Photoshop. Yeah, that was oh, okay. Photoshop. I was like, I doubt, I doubt he is because he's probably angry. He's probably going to be mad at the business. And I'm sure he'll like, do a couple of shoot interviews, just like that blowhard, fucking strung out, looking methed out ferret. And how dare you talk about that. CM Punk like that? Oh my god! I thought you were talking about Simon Gotch. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Simon Gotch too. I like Simon Gotch. <laughs> he is such a douche. How I dare you talk know. about Austin Aries? I think that he's. He's on a different plane of douchiness than Enzo and Cass, but they're all like birds of the feather. I think it's it's funny though. He's weird. (laughs) I listened to I listened to Simon Gotch afterwards. Like he had like an interview, and he was talking about Enzo and Big Cass and all them. And it's just funny because he was like, you know how Enzo broke his leg? He said that he knew how to reverse a an arm lock, and uh, yeah, fell and broke his leg. He's like, that's how he broke his leg, and nobody wanted to talk about it. He did it on the he did it on the side. Broke his leg trying to reverse a a wrist lock, and <laughs> he fell and broke his leg. Like that's how it happened. It didn't happen the cool ways that they said it happened on NXT. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Yeah, the guy's a twat. Speaking of twats, Cliff, what's <laughs> no. your first? What's your first uh, three up? All right, so we're gonna go with. Probably my obvious one. I've been talking about it for so much for the past few weeks. Uh, Ricochet versus Dream. NXT, mm. Chicago Takeover 2. Oh, my God. That, okay. Originally, I had that as the match of the night. But it did get knocked off. I will, you know, I'm sure one of us is going to cover it here in a little bit about 
why, but definitely Ricochet Dream. It was so cool because the great storytelling. You had Ricochet doing dream moves. You had Dream doing Ricochet moves. And then, like, towards the end, uh, just the, the story behind it was, you know, Dream's like, anything you can do, I can do better. And he tried. He failed. Ricochet, you know, ultimately landed his move, and that was it. You know, you got the great win. So it was a great story. I thought it was very interesting that Dream came dressed out as Hulk Hogan, which, you know, they've been talking about how he throws back to a lot of 80s superstars. So I was kind of, it was kind of fun seeing that whole deal. Uh, and then, you know, Ricochet was just, he's just, man, what a rare talent that that guy is. Like, I just yeah. cannot stop talking about how great he is because he just does everything amazing. And the thing, too, was, the loss for Velveteen Dream wasn't really a loss. It really made him look strong. Like even so, though he got pinned, he was he was so good. Like what I said last week that the, this match was going to steal the show, and still, in my opinion, it did. But regardless of the winner, both people would have both people won, and the audience won. True audience mm-hmm. win. True statements. And, and I think one of my favorite moments too was when Velveteen, uh, he jumped off the middle rope. Like, he did a front fl- He dove out to the outside, and his his kind of dive was, uh, you know, it's a big man dive. Like, he jumped off the middle rope, did a front mm-hmm. flip out, and landed it. It was a great move. I mean, there's great moments in all that match. Like, great wrestling and great moments just to stand out. It just It, it just is a great showing for NXT. Just that, uh, uh, I'm so glad they were able to rein in Ricochet's spots. Like, it wasn't, like, overly done like uh, he's had in the past in different promotions. Yeah. So it was very fluid. Like, everything kept in motion. So just the interaction between them two just showcased that they're both future mayor eventers. They both mm-hmm. can carry They can both carry the brand and or if and when, knock, knock, they get promoted, that they can carry a show. They can be a re- uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They could be the reason why they can push. The, uh, they can push their own merch. They will yeah. be merch sellers, especially Dream. Dream, oh, yeah. especially if you get him like in in like the retro stuff. Because what was it, Alistair? When he had his match with Alistair Black, it was very homage to Rick Rude. This one was very yes. homage to Hulk Hogan. It's like. You get the references of the 80s superstars that he's referencing, but at the same time, it's still very him. Yep. Like, the, shirt was, the shirt was even said the dream is still over or something like that, if I remember correctly. His headband. His headband said it. But his shirt said something, too. I can't... Or His shirt said something that was like... It, it reminded me of Hulk still rules, like when Hogan came back as Hollywood and then went back to red and yellow and was like on SmackDown and still said Hulk still rules. It said something like that, but for him, I remember that. But it was very... Oh, I loved it. Just the whole... From beginning, from first entrance of when Velveteen came out to when Ricochet was standing tall and Dream was on the on the mat at the end of the match, from beginning to end of that, like... 25 30 minute segment perfection and you could tell like and the audience was like i mean like you said you know uh, there was no losers in this match everybody was a winner including the audience and like i i mean i really i felt the energy through the tv of watching that show i could only imagine what it was like being there like 
it was on a thousand the the voltage of that match. So you know, I I don't know how Dave rated it, but to me, that's a five star match. Like you just had great everything. It was just oh, so good. It was so very good. good. If you if you guys since you guys live up in Maryland, anytime you guys get a chance to have an NXT show go into your area, you need to take the time to go see it. One hundred percent. It is worth any amount of money that the ticket price is at. I went from yeah. being in Jacksonville paying twenty dollars for front row for a show in the Armory, which was fantastic, which was still fantastic to the most recent taping here in Atlanta for kind of, we were kind of like almost front row. I would say we're like three, four rows up. Uh, but it was like $150 for each night ticket. It was three nights mm-hmm. worth every penny. Go witness NXT live. It's perfect. And plus that you could brag like Katie and I can that, oh, yeah. oh, this person? Yeah, yeah, we saw them debut before they even hit TV on NXT. Yeah, we, we, we know. We know. We, yeah, we know. You think you're fans? We are real fans. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching. Well, it's like I had one friend actually who was telling me he's like a huge, like, just kind of give an example, right? That a friend that he was, uh, he's like, yo, I love Kevin Owens. He's like, ever since he came to SmackDown or either, either one, SmackDown or Raw, he's been amazing. I was like, first of all, Kevin Steen is the man. Kevin uh, Owens, you know, it is what it is. But Kevin Steen is way better than Kevin Owens. <laughs> He's oh like, who's God. Kevin Steen? I was like, go back to Ring of get, Honor. Get You'll out. see who I'm talking get about. Out. Just get out. <laughs> That's all you need to say is just get out. <clears throat> so, uh, Anthony, switching it up. What was your first one? My first one was the Rusev push. Rusev getting the title shot. Yes. Yes. Yeah, like, like ah, it's about time. I'm so happy. It was. It's. It's just about time. It's just about time for him. And it's I like Rusev I, Day. I like the tease of Rusev. Like apparently Rusev is face now. Apparently they've they've gone like, with it. Wasted. And who? And now it's just, it's funny to see that Aiden is still in his heel tactics while Rusev is trying to be, you know, nice and everything else like that and be an actual, an actual genuine face. So it's going to be very interesting to see this dynamic, especially to see if it goes in past SummerSlam. Agreed. I'm just curious though, because like, is it, was it that he was going to be a face or is it the fact that he was just like, you know, like how some heels like kind of pay that that respect to the other person, kind of like how sometimes you see it with AJ Styles when he's like a face, like he'll has more heelish tendencies. But this was that one time where we saw Rusev was like, "Hey, I'm paying respect to AJ Styles," and then Alec, uh, Aiden was just like, "Nah, dude, I'm still being a dick." <laughs> and because <Yeah>. <laughs> even when the show closed, right, like Rusev was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, you know? and then like who knows what happened after the taping? You know what I mean? After the uh, show like with said, the dark match. I think we just had like a very quiet face turn for both Lana and Rusev because they finally maybe they finally realized like, oh, Rusev Day is over. Let's push them like they're over. So I I'm for it. I'm with it. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Yeah, that was probably my favorite part of Raw or SmackDown. It's not a bad choice. <laughs> no, it is not. 
Katie, you're number two. Well, um, my number two, going off of actually what Anthony just said, um, my in uh, my like the entire gauntlet match was my number two. It's really my number one, but the gauntlet match, it was amazing. It was that gauntlet match was better than anything, almost, almost anything that happened on Money in the Bank and anything that happened on Raw. Like, from start to finish, I thought the booking was fantastic. I actually, what's funny is, like, I, when they did the spot at the end of Joe and, um, and Daniel Bryan with the count out. At first I was like, wait, are we really doing a count out? And then I realized I was like, no, that's perfect. Because it makes it still makes Joe look great. And then the the callback to the very beginning where Daniel had the face off with the Bludgeon brothers, kind of seeing that we're probably going to see a feud and maybe Daniel Bryan were will kind of step away from the title picture for now and do something with the tag team. And kind of freshen up the tag scene a bit i thought that was i didn't expect it and i liked i liked the early foreshadowing and then the callback and then miz you know us teasing the oh the miz confrontation and then it's over and then the fact that rusev won i mean obviously like that was the best like i i really didn't want to see miz win i would have been happy with any of them winning but rusev like that is the best thing that they could do right now. And I think it's it'll be really fantastic for Rusev. Uh, I really hope that he gets to shine, especially if they actually did turn him as a face um, because he's got such charisma. I just, I think it's the best thing to do for him. But the entire match was great. Yeah, the whole thing was just, it was, it was well booked. They did a great job showcasing everybody. Mm-hmm. Like Big E was outstanding. Did not. Oh like, yeah, Big E was, did that, not think yeah. he, he could hold his own against Daniel in like that way. But wow, yeah. wow! I think we got a nice preview of what a, a singles push for Big E will look like. Yep. And I want that. Oh, I am ready. Mm-hmm. Joe Brian, we got a small sampling of that. Because, you know, that's just fucking... Yeah. That's money. That's gold. Money, money, money. And they, I love they, Joe. So. Oh, just the, the, this, everybody involved with this, even up to Aiden and AJ, they, they performed it so well. SmackDown, the closing of SmackDown was perfect. Yep. Perfect. Leagues. Leagues. Ahead of what Raw is giving us. Yeah. So, one of my things I found interesting, though, was like... How many of those matches on SmackDown in that small gauntlet match, right? Well, I say small, but it's smallish, right? All those matches, like, how many of those are you going to look back and be like, yo, that could have been a pay-per-view match. That could have headlined that match. That could have been headlined that match. Like, you got Joe and Daniel Bryan, obviously Big E. You had Miz and Bryan. You had Miz and Rusev. Obviously, at any time, it could have been Miz, it could have been Bryan and Rusev. Like, all those guys, you'd be like, whoa, all five of these guys are going to could headline a pay-per-view, and the match will be phenomenal. And you don't even need AJ Styles, so, you know, not to be a Whoa. dick about it. But you can do it, and you can be like, yo, like, look how great all these guys are together. And then you throw someone in like AJ Styles on top of that, you're like, man, like, you could run triple threat matches with any of these five guys plus Styles, and you're like, wow, this is going to be I need awesome. you to, I need you to calm down there, new age Teddy Long. 
We don't need triple threat <laughs> matches turning in uh, uh, tag matches evolving into triple threat matches. Okay. Player, 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 player. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what was your second one? Uh, so, uh, Katie, you're gonna hate me for this one, but we gotta go to uh, Tommaso versus Johnny. Like, what great, great. Oh man, I just even, I just, I keep saying that's great. This whole match was amazing. Everything about it, there was just, I don't know of a dull moment in the match, especially, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me and probably not very many people are going to agree because there's so many great moments. But for me personally, when Tommaso removed the ring and, of Johnny's ring and spit on it and it threw it and then you saw it come back and Johnny was like, yo, I'm about to mess this man up because of what he just did. And like, it was just, to me, I thought the whole match was amazing. That's one spot for me. I know the rest of us are going to talk about other spots and we're all going to call back to different things that were just amazing. But I just thought that match deservingly of higher than any five-star system could ever give. Like, you're definitely saying that's a six-star match. I just can't stop thinking about how many cool moments were there. So I'm going to let you guys get a rattle on, too, about what you thought. <laughs> does, does this feud end here? Do we really have a third match at NXT Brooklyn? I'm not sure, because we were talking about it, that there needs to be one last, one last thing, and it needs to be Hell in a Cell, honestly. Um, but I don't know if you if you pause it for now. I think you should pause it for now and then come back to it. Well, but... there's, there's no other there's no other pay per view in between now and Brooklyn. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to happen in Brooklyn. It can happen in. You know, uh, they're not going to not do it at Brooklyn. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen at Brooklyn. The key may face Alistair Black. Tommaso may face Black at. What? What if they? What if they kept? Johnny off TV for a while, and Tommaso goes and faces Al. Um, you know, goes and faces Alistair for the title, and Johnny, and then Johnny shows up. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then, and then the next pay per view is hell is a Hell in a Cell. I mean, as long as I, I mean, I'd again, we're talking about NXT booking, but I mean, as long as they book it right, it could be great. But again, yeah, exactly. It's NXT, so. I, I'm really yep. curious to see what happens at the tapings. When's the next taping, Katie? Um, shit. What? I don't know what day it is. I can't because remember. Tonight's NXT it was pre-recorded prior to Takeover. So what you yeah. see tonight it was just at in Chicago pre-Takeover. Yeah, but they're actually they're doing tapings in London right now. Oh. Yeah. They're in London taping. Yeah. So because that's no... where they are right now. So the next, I believe, the next one isn't until July. So there's, you're not, you're not going anywhere this week or next week. No. Okay. Pretty sure I'm not. No, 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 we're not. Wait. No, I don't know. <laughs> How do you not know your NXT schedule? Because I think we skipped June because we're going um, to the Daytona show. Oh, you're going. Okay, I get you. Yeah. But yes, no, Cliff, I would, I, that's, yes, yes, yes. So, Anthony. Yes. If you're not busy, what was your second one? So, my second, second favorite thing so far, and it's been this week, is the addition to 205 with Leo Rush. 
Was that right. debut last night? No, he, he didn't debut at, yet. No, he didn't debut. He uh, he did. He cut a promo. Oh boy, a promo. So I'm excited to see him come to 205. Yeah, I I like the cocky I like the cocky arrogant thing that he's he's going on with because he kind of he kind of is that in real life. Yeah. Except he's not that smart. This is true. <laughs> I'm just excited to see him not sell, get thrown through a table, power bombed off a ladder, and then instantly get uh power drove and that and that's what kills him. I mean, even even if even if I don't like him, like personally for what he's done in the past, and I think he sounds stupid whenever he tweets or speaks. But aside from that, I think, especially Katie, because you and I have seen him quite often. Dude can fucking move. Dude yeah. can wrestle. Dude can fucking fly. Dude can fucking sell. Like yes. home dude has some weird ass talent, like fucking running at you, then all of a sudden turns left, turns right, and runs off those ropes. Like, whoo! That match that he had with Lars Sullivan in Atlanta was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of surprised they're put it, pulling him up so quickly because I really wanted to see him shine in NXT. I didn't want him to turn into, like, I really don't want him to turn into another Apollo Cruz. Yeah. But so. I think he's he's got he's showing personality and he's somewhere where he could truly shine for what he is a small guy. So I think that's the best thing for him. I'm looking forward to 205. I'm I really oh. am, especially I don't know if any of you have it, but after the main event from last night, I, I really am liking 205. Sadly, more than I'm liking Raw. So yeah. So moving right along. Katie, your third and final love of the week. Well, my third and final is the main event from 205 Live. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it's so good. And really, like, I love like Hideo Tommy so good and Mustafa Lee is so good. And I'm really loving Murphy right now. Like, yes. they're so they like we were literally like, I can't tell you how many times we said holy shit. Like, just this, like, the shit that we were just, like, they were doing. We just go, holy shit. Holy shit. And it was perfect. You know, spoiler. Hideo won. And I think that's the best Another holy shit. Yeah. He needed it, though. Those, both of those guys have, you know, they faced for the title. And they're, you know, they, they can, they can face each other. They can do stuff. They can move on. And then come back to the title. I think. Hideo, it really needs that. And the, and the way I, what I love about 205 Live is that the commentary is perfect with the stories that are being told. And they're really saying, like, you know, they, they're reiterating basically what, what Drake Maverick is saying to, um, to, uh, not Mustafa, I'm sorry, um, to Hideo, like, you need to show me that you deserve to be there. And that's what they're reiterating. They're like, you know, he's got a lot to prove and blah, blah, blah. And he does. And I just, I think that 205 Live for so long, especially since they've changed it, has had the best storytelling. Like, oh, yes. Even better oh, than that. I agree. Like, it's up there with NXT. For sure. Yeah. It may be. Sometimes it's better. I don't know about that. Yeah. Two, let's 
NXT, let's get off our rose-colored goggles. We love NXT, but it's not perfect all the time. Oh, yo, no, no one's saying it is, except for me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I have to agree, though, man. NXT is like... NXT is great, but 205 is quickly, like, closing the gap on it. And, you know, and just like you said, last this last show, like, clearly was like, yo, we could put on a great show, too. And Mustafa Ali, to me, I felt like he was just like, it was just great watching him do his thing. And I was like, this is a great, great matchup. This is great all around. And what we saw, and you said it, you said it perfectly. Like, the commentators were literally, it genuinely felt like they were calling a play-by-play versus, like, reading something that was scripted. And yeah, then having Coachman fuck it up. You didn't fucking need Michael Cole or fucking Corey Graves fucking downing everything. Oh, what about fucking... Or telling Coach how he's stupid. Ugh. Coach is stupid, because he's a fucking moron. Let's calm down. Yeah, let's chill. Yeah, 205. <laughs> that, the, 205 keeps getting better and better. If you're not watching it, you're really missing out on some shit that is way better than Raw. Like, if you're just disappointed in the product right now, I recommend NXT 205 Live. Those two will reshape your opinion of it and will make you not want to hate yourself for watching wrestling. You know, I found it interesting. There was a, there was a thing um, with Triple H. He was, in, he was in the UK. Actually, this was just a couple days ago. Oh. And they were, asking about, they were asking about why people feel like NXT is better than Raw and SmackDown. And he didn't really want to give an answer as to why. He was just like, we have over a billion fans. We have the second largest YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. He's like, but different people like different things. And to me, I was like, no, dude, like, you are legitimately putting out a better show than what's being shown to the mainstream audience. And, like, hardcore fans, and maybe it's maybe it's cynical of us because we're all hardcore fans and we really love the shows, but we're not really talking about SmackDown or Raw because, we know what the level of expectation is supposed to be at, and we don't feel like we're getting it, but we are, we're getting it with 205 and with NXT. Gosh. And it's just, you know, it's a testament to Triple H, like, for recognizing that. It's just too bad that it's not spewing, it's not bleeding over into the major brands. You're, I did not hear a false statement in that whole paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. There's a level of expectation that we expect coming from the main roster. And the fact that we're not getting it from the main roster is disappointing. We like it's just it's it's unnegotiable or it, and unexcusable, innegotiable, unexcusable. Yeah, it's that. So the mm-hmm. fact that we're getting it from NXT, which is supposed to be the training ground, and we're getting it from Two Hundred Five Live, which is supposed to be just a meh experimental brand the fact that we're getting it from these two places that we should be getting it from the main brands is quite telling of the quality of person and production from 205 and nxt but it also says that there's just like we've said before in the past there's a disconnect yeah well it was funny because we just had somebody in our chat room who earlier this week was like hey WWE needs to work with New Japan Wrestling. And we're like, no, like all the talent is in WWE. It's just they need to stop with these shitty writers and they need to get somebody, they need to get new writers in there who can actually legitimately write real stories instead of just people who are like, hey, by the way, uh, don't worry about what the fans thought last week. We're just going to do this story. Like, no, dude, like we remember because we're not stupid and you need to like pay us some attention or, you know, give us some kind of credibility. Well, let's stop treating us like we're idiots. 
that for sure. But I think New Japan is different, delivers a different product than what WWE has. I think New Japan is trying to do something different, or I guess maybe what people would consider old school. Let all the in-ring work do all the talking for them instead of having being more of the entertainment aspect. And that's what WWE is trying to balance, is having wrestling with entertainment and it loses gusto along the way. And they, they, they have a problem rebounding back. So... Yeah, I don't think and I don't think New Japan needs to work with anybody other than themselves and Ring of Honor. No, I agree. So, Cliff, what was your number two? Uh, we had the Tommaso versus Johnny Wrestling. Number that was three. my number two. Yeah, number three. Um, so, kind of surprised it hasn't been talked about. Um, I'm actually, I think we'll just come back and touch on it. The one I want to talk about, I want to just change it up. The only, probably to me, the highlight of Money in the Bank, actually, I want to talk about the AJ Styles versus Nakamura match. I just yeah. thought, like, this was a great match, like just all around. It started off kind of slow, like I think we all kind of expected it to do that. But then, like as it built, like it was just so. And it literally felt like I was watching an NXT match, production-wise, with two wrestlers who were just giving it all. You know, um, I think I think my favorite highlight of the of the match too would probably have been the fun, the end of it, where like AJ Styles is just clearly frustrated with Nakamura. Nakamura just keeps getting up, and he just calls him out, and finally just. AJ Styles said, fuck it, I'm just kicking you right in the dick and hit you with a phenomenal forearm. That's exactly what he did. And yeah. uh, ended the match. It was great. I just thought that match all around was great. And I thought what was funny was, um, I, I'd spoil it for people who didn't hear SmackDown or even paid attention. Um, Nakamura's response was that the ref counted too fast and he didn't count in English. <laughs> or he, he counted it in English. And that's the reason why he didn't get up in time. I just yeah. thought that that was so funny to hear. Mm. But... You know, the match was great all around. It didn't matter. It didn't take anything away from me. I really thought that wherever they go next, whatever feud they go next, it's, it's just going to be great. And when they come back and clash again, we're going to expect, obviously, a better quality match than what we got at Money in the Bank. But it was a testament to those guys that finally we got the match that we've been waiting for for so long. Exactly. It finally came back and got us. Yes, yes. exactly. It was what we needed all along. It- perfect end to it and i i really it was obviously it was the match of the night which really wasn't that hard but it was it was the best match and i really i was surprised because i didn't expect anything mm, yeah i went in with no expectations for this because i figured they were so sad yeah so sad. think about a year ago if you told us that we would not expect anything from an aj styles and shinsuke nakamura match like the, yeah from a few would i would have i would have yeah. punched my future self in the fucking throat <laughs> exactly but i mean wwe and, yeah. doesn't let us down you know Oh. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, you think that we can? You don't think we can fuck this up? Hold my beer. Let me show you how we can fuck this up. But yeah, no, As an example, I show you Bailey and Oscar. Oh, oh my god. Oh, all right. So, but yes, no match of the night for Money in the Bank pay per view as a whole. Yes, agree. Great. It was the best match that they've had out of the four. I think they've had four total. Their second best being, in my opinion, the one that was on SmackDown prior to this. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely a great thank you for capping off the feud in this way. 
if we ever revisit it later on in the year or next year, please, WWE, learn from your mistakes and try <laughs> not to do so much dick punching. Yeah, Thanks. less dick punching. Less dick punching. Moving on, speaking of dicks, Anthony, what's your third and final positive <laughs> of the week? God, you're an asshole. All right. <laughs> My third up is Dolph Ziggler winning the the IC title because now it's going to give us a clear, sort of a clear pathway of, you know, him and Drew, Drew McIntyre aren't going to be getting the WWE tag team titles. But now what are they going to actually do with Drew McIntyre? He's going to be, I think he's going to be the enforcer for, for Dolph. They're, I really 100% believe that they are mirroring Shawn Michaels and Diesel. 100%. I think they will win the tag titles at probably SummerSlam. I think if they pull it right, I think they will do that with Dolph maybe pulling a double duty. Because Dolph could do it. Dolph and, can do it. And it, I, I, I 100% believe that they're going to stay as a tag team and be a tandem and just run roughshod over everything. I mean, it's been so long since you've had a, a, a like a high-powered tag team also be high-powered in the singles division. I mean, if you think back, like what, 14 years ago, we had dual champions in Chris Benoit and Edge that were at simultaneously either holding the IC title and or World Heavyweight title on Raw. It wasn't unheard of then. So I don't know why all of a sudden they can't do stuff like that. Like people used to be able to have two feuds going on at the same time while being a team. So I, I, I was excited. I was, I was shook. Daddy was shook. I was shook. Interesting enough though. Like I've heard, I've heard differently. Like I've heard that, Dolph is going to hold the IC title, but he hasn't, he hasn't signed a new contract with the WWE. And it's rumored that it's supposed to be coming up. And so I think what's going to end up happening is that Drew's going to turn on Dolph and then Drew's, uh, Drew's going to win at IC and Dolph's just going to kind of fade away. And that's it. I don't want them and to pull the plug on that feud if it's going to be a feud. I don't want them to pull a plug on anything like that yet. I, I think it's I like gonna, I think it's I like amazing. Dolph and Drew too much together. I th- this was a team I didn't know I needed. True, I agree. Like I I almost like the only one of the only reasons why I turned into Raw is to see what Dolph and Drew are doing, how they're going to push them and everything else like that. And it kind of makes sense that Dolph gets a huge win because wasn't it like last week that. Dolph was the reason they had a huge weird loss. So it kind yeah. of balance it kind of balances out and it's like, oh, okay. I it kind of work it, it's it's working. I questioned it, I was mad about it. Now I'm okay with it. So they're taking me on this roller coaster ride. I don't know what's happening, but I'm on the D and D train. For sure. It's better than be on the train with the revival. Shut up, Drew's daddy. You know it. <laughs> I was actually before we were doing this. I was actually playing 2K18, and I was playing as Drew McIntyre in an eight-man battle royal for the IC title, and I won because <laughs> Drew, I refuse to. 
I refuse to lose as Drew. So, just saying. So let's um, since we're actually we're actually doing pretty poorly on time. <laughs> so let's let's do a quick rundown. Let's do um, rapid fire, Katie. Rapid fire. Your I know you can. I know you okay. can because you love talking. Your bottom three. Bottom three. Okay. Um, I just get it out of the way. Oscar versus Carmella. It was a fucking abomination. I absolutely am infuriated with what, what they're doing with Oscar, what they did on Sunday, and what they're continuing to do. James Ellsworth did not need to come back. Carmella is not good enough to be Oscar clean or dirty. And it was it was the fact that Carmella, I mean Oscar. Carmella and, and James Ellsworth made Asuka, who was undefeated for 914 days, who was champion five, for 510 days. They made her look like an asshole. She stood there and stared at him. They made her look like an asshole. Asuka would have never looked like an asshole. And it just, it makes me so angry. So I am, I am off the Carmella train. I am, I can't stand it. I'm so angry. That was ridiculous um my second least favorite um i could bitch about uh, uh alexa winning the briefcase i was unhappy about that but what i'm really gonna bitch about is uh because i mentioned how much i hate coach earlier uh coach during nia Jax and ronda rousey saying that oh this bear hugs mission is a really good um point for Rhonda to be able to catch her breath. Oh my implying, god. Implying that a fucking yes. submission. A fucking submission from a monster monster diajack is a time There's a rest hold. This is your rest hold, uh, Rhonda. Go ahead and just relax for a bit. Oh my god. I just, uh, fucking, I wish he would have just gotten fired. I can't fucking stand Coach. So he's an asshole. I can't stand him. Um, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, wasn't it Corey Grace that's like, why are you still employed? Yeah, Yeah, why are you still employed? (laughs) Corey Grace with the quote of the night. Why are you still employed, Coach? Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yep. Um, and then my third least favorite, oh god, there's so many, um, but I'll go with, I'm trying to, I can't even remember which ones I was going to go with, oh, actually, okay, um, no, sorry, I'm going to go back to Alexa, um, Alexa winning the case, um, I loved the women's Money in the Bank match. It was a great match. It was absolutely what the last one should have been. I mean, yep. You know, the first one last year. It was, it had great, I loved that they really featured all the girls. Becky had some amazing spots. Sasha took so much punishment. It was great. It was totally ruined by that ending. Um, Alexa was not in place. Nope. Be- Becky, she made Becky look like an idiot yeah when with with becky unclasping it because she had nothing else to do so she's just like futzing with it and becky should have like it makes me so angry she should have just taken the fucking briefcase off but alexa wasn't there so she made her look like an asshole and then she won and then cashed in later alexa did not need the briefcase she does not need the title again i'm so sick of alexa i'm the women's division is just 
with Carmella and Alexa on top of their respective divisions, it's just, it's a mess. I can't, I don't know what they're doing. I'm sick of Alexa, and I just thought that that really put a real damper on, it was like the start of it go the show going downhill, and it just sucked from there. You leave what? Alexa out of your mouth. No, I don't want Alexa in my mouth, because I don't know where it's been. I want Alexa in my mouth. Ew, gross! <laughs> Cliff, rapid fire, you're three, go. Alright, so we're going to start with one that's just kind of was like obvious, the Bobby Roode, um, Kurt Hawkins match on Raw. I just didn't like it, obviously, it's because it was a squash match. It was just to, trying to get Bobby Roode back in place. I felt like he needed somebody a little bit more stronger as like a heel to kind of get himself going back and get, get the right movement going on. Just not one of my favorite things that's happened for him. Um, and it was kind of a toss-up for me because it was between that one. There was another match in there, too. That was at Money in the Bank that I don't want to talk about. I'm glad that that whole promo is over, too. Anyway, moving on. So um, going back, not just Money in the Bank, right? So we're going to go back to the beginning of Monday Night Raw and the beginning of SmackDown. Uh, Control-C, Control-V. What the fuck is that up with that? So we have Alexa Bliss coming out, does, like, the face kind of thing, and then turns he, turns the heel promo, and then not even the next night. And the next night, we have Carmella do the same thing. Yeah, oh, thank you guys for everything. And then she turned, oh, but you're idiots. Like, wait a minute. Like, why is it so bad that we have to have the writers literally write that the script is going to be facing both? Both people going to be doing the same thing. Like, understand that. I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with who has the title, right? It's funny that it's two women, it, the two females are both blondes that are holding the titles currently. I think the bigger problem I have with it, though, is the fact that we have a control C, control V. Like, oh, if it, if it didn't work on Raw, it sure, it sure will work on SmackDown. No, idiots. We're paying attention. Like, stop making the promos exactly the same. You have two heels who have it. Yeah, we get it. You have two people who don't like the crowd. Yeah, we get it. But to literally felt like they're doing the same thing for both shows. I was like, I can't do this, man. Like, this is trash. Like, don't do this. Stop it. Move on. Let these two cut different style promos. Just one could be like, hey, I really, they, Alexa Bliss could have been perfectly fine doing that. Thank you guys for everything. But you guys suck. And Carmella could have been like, I don't really care about you guys. I did this on my own. Like, it would have just made sense if it was just two different kind of style promos. But instead, we got the same exact thing. Control C, Control V. Fucking retarded. The last one I'm going to talk about is probably the one I'm pretty sure a couple of you are going to get pissed off about this. Uh, Sanity's debut. What a fucking waste. Sorry, I have to say this again. What a fucking waste. You mean to tell me that we've been promoting these guys since the brand split or the brand shakeup, and you've been promoting these guys for two months, and the best you're going to do is let one of them get sucker punched by the Usos and then they beat down the Usos? Shut up. There was a million ways you could have done this promo. You could have fired these guys up. You could have done anything. Instead, you're like, hey, we're going to do these wonky, shaky camera, more wonky, shaky camera views, and Fucking we're going to make Santa D look, yo, what in the fuck is going on? Like, I had a you literally... Yeah, you literally, you fucked up Sanity from the jump. Like, yep. thank you. Thank you for fucking up Sanity, just like you did AOP. Appreciate it, guys. Great. Yep. Those I, are my three. <laughs> I agree with that last one. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I'm like, what is up with these fucking cameras? What's this camera? 
Oh, camera shaking. Oh, we're switching camera angles again. Camera shaking. Oh, we're switching again. Like Kevin Dunn, calm the fuck down. If you don't know how to produce a segment about chaotic people, then don't fucking produce it. Uh, if you if you yeah. want if you want keys on how to produce people like Sanity, I give you your own WWE network. Maybe you should subscribe to that and fucking watch what NXT did with Sanity. You uh-huh. fucking moron. And it, and it, the worst part about it was like when they introed them right, and they're like, "Hey, Sanity's here," and they're in a silhouette. Like, yo, amazing. I'm not gonna lie, great lighting. But then you yeah. brought them out. You brought them out, and they look like. I'm sorry. They got in the ring. They stood there, and the Usos hit him with a bitch punch, and you made them look like bitches really quick. And then they then they turned it up, and I was like, "All right, cool. The I camera, know who this is. Ca- I didn't said, know who like, the, the fuck camera was the angle. First. The camera stuff fucking ruined it for me. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? The fact that they announced them having a match—they're literal chaos. Why wouldn't you just have them show up? Yeah. There, there should have been, like, it should have been, like, uh, who should have been? Maybe, like, the other two members of the New Day versus the Usos. Like, one, we're going to start this match off, like, with a really good fucking, you know, you know, match. And then Sanity just comes in and destroys them. Yeah. See, Sanity, I would have gone. Mm, just, instead, of doing, instead of doing with, like, New Day, right? Which would have been, and I, I would agree that that would be best, right? New Day versus the Usos, because those are obviously great tag teams. But you did that once with the Bludgeon Brothers, right? I would have just taken the club. I would have just taken the club and put the club against uh, the Usos and had that match. And then you have Sandy come in and destroy two face teams. And now you make them dudes look badass, because not only have you just beaten down a team who just fought for the tag titles, but you beat you had them beat down another tag team who's really well-known in the SmackDown. Like, I don't know why you just don't why it's so obvious that you could have done so many cool things with these guys, but instead you're like, hey, let's make them look normal. We'll just have them enter out because they get called out and they walk out. Instead, they could have, you could have had to cut a promo from the Videotron and then you could have done exactly how Stone Cold did it. Is it live or is it Memorex? And then, bam, beat them down. It's just, there's so many cool things you could have done. Very upsetting to me. And I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I'm interested in sanity now because of that. You, you fucked up their intro. No, right, I'm you, sorry. You, no, you, you get first impressions. And, blame you, Kevin Dunn, and I've been hyped. Blame Kevin Dunn. Do not blame Sanity. But the problem is, though, is that just, okay, so like our, our regular viewers, right? So like a regular viewer who has never seen Sanity before, now that's who they got intro to. A team that's designed <laughs> to be epilepsy. chaotic. That's how, the, that's who they got, that's how they got their intro. That's Welcome their taste. To epilepsy. Yep. <laughs> Anthony, Spitfire, three, go. All right. All right. So, since Cliff and Katie don't know what rapid fire is, rapid fire. <laughs> hey, Sasha Banks and Bailey, fight, get it over with. Nobody cares. Second one, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. Roman Reigns sucks. Bobby Lashley's not fair. Get on the mic. Wrestle, get the fuck over with it. Third one, Braun and Finn. Braun, you're supposed to be a big man. You're supposed to be a monster. You're not supposed to have friends. Get over it. Be a monster or be a friend. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's pretty quick. That was quick. So <laughs> let's synapse. Quick, quick synapse. I was happy they were doing something with Sasha and Bailey, and then they pulled they pulled the same shit that they did two months ago. 
So it's kind of like, really, we're going here again? Like, we're just picking it up? Oh, it's SummerSlam season. You're going to get the start out for SummerSlam. Got it. You Because you try to pull the trigger way too soon, and you fucking ruined it. So I see what you're doing. Promo between Roman and Bobby. Oh. Instant. Poor revival. In, oh, yeah, poor revival. Poor revival. Tell me why they saved the promo by coming on the mic, which... Yeah. <laughs> The tag team should never outshine your two top "quote unquote" baby faces. Uh, wow! And then, yeah, Braun and Finn. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I, I don't know. The only thing I can think I, of that possibly is going to be a feud for Braun with withholding the briefcase is maybe we see a Finn Balor heel turn and he goes up against the demon. That's the only thing. I, I see. Think. I like that. I. That's I would love to see. Something, I would love to see the monster versus the demon. I would love to see that. Something refreshing and new? Oh my god. You mean it's never going to happen. So yeah, it's not happening. Let's not get our hopes up. Yeah, that, that, that was good. Those were all very, very, very good. I really enjoyed the Ronda Rousey-Nia Jax match. Yeah, until the end. Until the end, right. But No, it, I loved it, it all they, the way till the end. Knock yeah, it, it off, It's... I, it, I would fight you physically. I would pay for that. Me too. Was, it, that's, that, that was the way that Nia should have been booked during the whole Bliss feud because there's no way some five foot midget slut could fucking beat up a six foot 275 you know, Samoan beast. There's no Knock way that, up, that I'm just speaking truth. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's truth is truth. We're, we're talking facts. We're, we're, we're spilling the tea. It's Alexa a is a goddess. Alexa is a goddess. But you know what's so funny though is that we all said it though. We want all of us said it that the Money in the Bank match, whoever was winning, it was coming out of Raw and they were cashing in that night. We yeah. all said it. We, we thought it was it. Natty. It we thought it was Natty. Natty. We thought and it was. I hate Natty. <laughs> no, but Natty. we thought we thought. Yeah, it was so funny because we said Natty. We said Sasha Banks. Who else did we mention that was going to be the winner? I said, and no one, and the funny thing was, is no one said anything about Alexa Bliss. The only heel in the entire match, we never said, oh yeah, she can be the one that wins. We never thought that. Because logically, we know she didn't deserve it. it. She didn't need it. She was over. She had a year, two years with the title, being in the title picture. She's over. She doesn't need it anymore to put anybody else over. It's not believable to go into SummerSlam. I know we're getting off point. We're really you know, really going in on this, but there is no need to have an Alexa Ronda feud going into SummerSlam when Ronda is much more of a beast than Nia. You know, she's got the clout. She would squish Alexa in any other environment that's not scripted. So anything going forward that's not a total beatdown is not believable. Is not it's a still, good sell. It it should have been Natty. It should have been Natty because Natty, it made sense. They told the story up until that. You have her win. You could have Ronda win clean against Nia, and it wouldn't have hurt her Nia. It would have been fine. And then you have Natty come out to congratulate her and then hit her with the braces, beat the right. crap out of her. Yes, so then it would have made sense for her to come out, Ronda come out, and beat the shit out of, uh, out of Natty, and then them go into... Uh, SummerSlam with that feud. At right. least you would know that 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 Alexa isn't gonna. Alexa doesn't fucking sell. She doesn't sell. So no. 
you're you're gonna have her not sell against someone that is still kind of green. So you just you it. I don't like Natty, but it would have made more sense, and I wouldn't have been as mad. Because you know who does sell? Rhonda sells. And the shit that she was, the way she was bending, I was like, there's no way a human can bend that way. That's just not possible. That (laughs) post-power bomb, like, struggling to get up, and then the the stumbling backwards and falling through the ropes and the the hard hit to the floor. Yeah. this is the way Nia should have been booked from the get-go. And I mean from the get-go back to NXT. Because I will I will admit there was poor booking on Nia's for Nia back in NXT's end. Yes. But this is the way it should have been done because Nia looked great. I th- I think Alexa could take Ronda Rousey in an MMA fight. Oh my, oh my god. god. I don't Stop know. It. <laughs> you you are just riding you are only saying that A to troll. B because you have a giant massive uninvisible erection that won't go away for Alexa Bliss. You are literally speaking out of your thirst trap right now. So anything <laughs> that you are saying right now oh is just ordered on a horseshit. I agree with you guys with Ronda Rousey selling. She did a really, really good job selling. But the, 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 there's no investment in this feud for people who understand that Ronda came from real fighting. It was at least believable in the match, Nia being able to brush off some of Ronda's hits. The match, they, whoever produced this match did a fantastic job. Ronda looked great. Nia finally looked great. And it was yeah. all believable. I, I, I was really impressed with this match because I, I went into it again, not expecting anything, and got a lot in return because because yep. it's Ronda Agreed, and I've, yeah. I've 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 loved Nia in the beginning, and I've always wanted her to be a big beast, a big monster, something that Karma was being built for, something that Beth was, something that China was, something that Natty kind of could have been if they'd done it right when they had like the Natty Beth. Uh, divas of divas of doom thing going on, but you've 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 had the opportunity to do it. You finally got it done. But it, going back to the feud that made Nia look really like weird and awkward, and it, it didn't do anything for her other than give her the title. Like this was an opportunity to really beef her up, and yeah. it could have been done with Natty or Sasha or anybody else who won the title. Uh, the briefcase prior to have that type of interaction, but you give it to Alexa for why? She literally shows like there's 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 no beefiness. There's no like ooh this is energy ooh this is this is gonna be good. This is gonna be a fight and everything. No, I don't get that from Ronda via Alexa. I don't get that. That's not a marquee match to me. That doesn't scream money. It probably screams money to them because Alexa sells merch. And it, it, it's going to be like a beatdown. Ronda's going to give her a beatdown, and people are going to look forward to that because she's a, a heel. She's only good in the mic. She's not going to sell. Yeah, I think I have to agree. I think it's either it's got it. Well, I wouldn't want to go with Natty because I, I, as much as, as Natty is the way she is, I just I think Sasha Banks probably would have been a better choice. She's good on the mic. She sells merch and she sells. And you could have someone like you could have a great match with Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks, or even if you. I don't know. That I, that would be to me. Aside you could turn Sasha Lana, heel. Aside from Lana and Alexa, 
I would I would I would be excited for any match Ronda versus Becky, Charlotte, Ember, Naomi, Natty, and Sasha. I the, I think the like going to logic right now. I think the only reason why they are going to choose Alexa is because like as much as I dislike this feud, this potential feud going into SummerSlam, the only reason why they're choosing Alexa is because Alexa is great on the mic. That is it. Alexa will be able to carry the feud on the mic because of the fact that really nobody else except for maybe Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky, so three out of the four horsewomen, would be able to carry, them, carry this feud on the mic. Natty wouldn't, is not good on the mic. Everybody knows that. If you're not well aware of that, then you're not paying attention. Natty is not that great on the mic. Rhonda clearly is not mic ready. So this that feud, I guess they would probably they they see that as something that would be just like a grudge match, really not worried about mic work and everything else like that, which I would still vote for that and take that over Alexa. Actually, speaking of people that are really good on the mic and have done great jobs on the mic, uh the iconics. Uh what about that robotic performance that they pulled, the impression that they did uh on SmackDown? Out the beginning, like to me, it was that phenomenal. Was actually, I would... That that was that was going to be one of my bottoms. My bottom oh, ones. really? <laughs> yeah, the the iconics. I just, I love I love I love them. I'm a huge iconic duo fan. I don't I don't call them iconics because I don't like that. I I will always forever call them the iconic duo. I just I don't know what they're doing. It's on SmackDown, so I have a little bit more optimism than the, than if they were on Raw. I wouldn't have as much optimism. But I was kind of confused at what's going on with them. But well, I think the problem is, though, is that because they're, they cut great promos, but they're losing all the time. So you can't really invest in them because you're like, look, just because you talk well on the mic, you're getting your ass kicked. We don't believe anything you have to say. I need more heelish tactics. I need more interference. I, I need them to be what they were in NXT, and they're not. Yeah. yeah. But again, Box there we go kicker. again with this. But then the, there I go again with the disconnect of NXT to WWE, and then I should open up my mind and think that this is something new, but it's fucking not. It's the same cop- copy-paste bullshit that we've been getting for these people coming from NXT. Okay, I'm off. I'm, I need to get off my pedestal and off that hot NXT horse. For our normal little fun, fun activity, I've Looked at your suggestions, and I think I have a better one. So, um, I disagree. Uh, well, you're gonna probably agree with me. So, it was discovered that we lost Vader. Vader passed away at the age of 63 due to health complications, and it really sucks because he was still wrestling, he was still performing, and he is gonna go down as one of the probably the best and biggest big men in wrestling history for New Japan, for WCW, and for WWE. He was one of the best. He could do the high-flying stuff. He had great feuds with Shawn Michaels, Sting, Ric Flair, uh, did great work all around. Uh, He was really prominent in Boy Meets World way back in the 90s on that show. So he was very popular with people. I remember that. Yes. (laughs) So he was very popular. He was very big. He was larger than life. And so, you know, rest in peace, Vader. We are going to miss you. So, but what I want to go off of that, since we just had, you know, a really big name pass away and it's unfortunate, I want to kind of go into some dream feuds that we 
didn't get to have with wrestlers who've passed away. Oh. Uh, oh, shit. So, um, <laughs> I have one oh, already. I have one off the bat, so I'll go ahead and start. Eddie Guerrero never had like a solid feud with two two other really good performers, and I think I would have really loved to see something out of this. Eddie only had one match in his WWE career with The Rock. I think there would then have been a great feud with Eddie and The Rock, just like the the, the charisma that they both ooze and everything. I think that would have been a great feud either for the IC title or leading into Eddie into like a, a WWE title feud, something like that. I think that would have been just a great technical performance all around. Another feud I would have liked to see Eddie in would have been Shawn Michaels. Just, I don't, I don't think they've had any showing together. I can't think of anything. I did my research on this beforehand. I couldn't find anything, but I think an actual prolonged feud a couple pay-per-view matches. I think Eddie and Sean would have been just fantastic. I think that would have been lights out. I have to agree. I like that one. Yeah. So wait, let me, let me ask a quick question before we get, so they have to be passed away. Like they can't have like injury that caused them to be like a paraplegic or a quadriplegic or something. They just have to be passed away. Well, let's just, or do you want to stick with just with wrestlers? Just, just feuds that, you know, we, we will never get a chance to see. Okay. I got you. Like, you know for sure we will never get a chance to see. So does it have to be someone, like, that was around at the time that this person was? Let's try to make it as realistic as possible. Let's not, like, complete fantasy well, no, I'm fantasy not gonna thing, say, like, like, Andre the Giant and Baron Corbin, you know. Yeah, Baron- no, but I mean... <laughs> But I mean, someone like like AJ Styles and and Chris Benoit, or like Chris Benoit and Daniel Bryan, like something like that. That would have been, yes, those are yeah, perfect okay, examples. So those of are shit. ones that I would go with. Then yeah, yeah, you would be yes, please. That would please yes. Chris yeah. Benoit and literally almost any and everybody that's current yeah. right now. I mean, Mojo, like oh my god, oh my god. There you go. That, oh my god, I would love to see that. <laughs> Just like specifically out of anybody wrestling today, like, and this is going for Daniel Bryan, Tommaso, John, anybody on any roster right now, I would pay probably the most money to see Benoit Joe. Yep. Because yeah. like, it's a rough it, it would be fucking hard fucking hitting for yeah. sure. Like, you know that chop? It was a real, it wasn't like one of those fake chops. It was a real fucking hit. Like, oh. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Fucking Joe. Uh, not, not Joe. Fuck. Cliff. <laughs> Who do you, what, what do you got? Oh, man. Uh, Jesus. Okay, so I have, I have two, right? But one's kind of going to be kind of different. When I, when I bring it up, you'll see why. Yeah. I think uh, my... Oh, my God. For me, I really would have liked to see Owen Hart versus Sting. Like... Yeah, Over hard. You know what I mean? Like the battle of the sharpshooters. Like, oh my god, it was just I think that yeah, match yeah, been phenomenal. We kind of already got that with Brett and Sting in WCW, but just Owen, I think, had a little bit more of it than Brett. Yeah, like, he had, Owen. He Owen had a great mic more work. Charisma. He had more charisma, more gusto, more edge in the ring and on the mic. So I think that would probably would have been a more money feud than Brett and Sting. I, I yes. 
Or even like Owen Hart and Seth Rollins. Like I feel like that would have been a fire match. Yeah, because if oh if Owen were still alive, he'd probably still be wrestling. I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. And yeah. so for my second one, this one this one's gonna be kind of different. Um, I would have just liked to see and mic work wise, this is what I would want to see: Paul Bear versus uh, Heyman. Like, could you imagine what Bear and Heyman would have been like? Like those two talking because. Paul Bear had like a way of speaking that would just kind of give you like the chills. But then Paul Heyman also has a way of speaking that gives you the chills. I think those two personalities, like imagine if the Undertaker like has still had his mouthpiece and obviously Brock with Paul uh Paul Heyman. Just a battle of the Pauls would have just been fun to watch. I just think Mike work wise, it would have just been amazing. I would preferred I would have preferred either Cornette Heyman or the brain and Heyman. That would be cool. Oh yeah. Like just like them, like like with big the big monsters and everything. Like if you like Heenan, the Heenan with Andre the Giant. Like okay, now we're really gonna get into really fantasy warfare. Heenan with Andre the Giant and Heyman with Brock. Like, even though I hate Brock, yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, which Brock though? Because there's a difference. Like as far yeah, as wrestling no, you're goes, right. you're right. Like Not we- this lazy Brock. Yeah, no. I I would say Brock, like young SmackDown undisputed champion Brock. Yeah, but I like but that with one. this but with this Heyman. Yes, definitely. Current Heyman right now is better than any Heyman we've seen. I I I no other Heyman in the past. I think Heyman now with Brock how he is is even better than Punk during the summer of Punk. I mean, it gradually built up into what he is now, but. Yeah, no, I I love Heyman how he is now. So, I would have liked to see the actual continuation way back uh, when Batista was on. <gasps> I would have liked to see an actual continuation of Batista and Vader because they actually were supposed to have a long-standing feud way back when when Coach was like the assistant GM or something like that. Vader and Gold. It, it was Vader and Goldust. Uh, supposed to be going yeah. up against, uh, is supposed to be going up against Austin. Then Austin pulled out for whatever reason, and then it turned into Batista. And then they decided to go with a Batista Vader feud post that, and then something happened to where it wasn't supposed to happen. But I would have liked to seen, I would have seen, loved to see. Blah, I can't speak. I would have liked to have that feud, like a Vader Batista feud. I think would have been great. Interesting. See, I would um thinking back like kind of a fantasy thing but i would have liked because of the similarity in characters and mannerisms i would have liked to see brian pillman and dean ambrose yes yeah i was since they compare him a lot yeah yeah i was i was thinking i was thinking of who i could pair with brian pillman because like to me like yeah i agree that would have been that would have been there's a no nightmare other, to watch. Yeah. yeah, there's nobody else I would pair with Brian. If I had to bring someone back to life for one match, there would be nobody else I would pair Brian Pillman with other than Dean Ambrose. Yeah, exactly. It would just be it would be hard. <laughs> Sorry, I just killed the bug. It'd be hard to pair Chris Benoit with only one person. Like it's like, do you pair him with Brian? <laughs> do you pair him with AJ? Do you pair him with Joe? It's that yeah. would be really hard. That would be hard with Benoit. But I would probably ha- as much. I think Brian is too much of the same similar style, but not rough. 
So if if I want like gruff and rough and grit and you know brawler brawl and like just grr, I would want Joan instead of I would feel bad for Brian because I know Brian would get his ass kicked. Yeah. So anybody else that we've got? Yeah, Anthony, what's your pick? Oh gosh, can you guys hear me good? Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I got a few of them that since we've been talking about this. So the first <laughs> one I would want to see. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Samoa Joe. Holy oh, shit! Yes. Wow! He came out the gate with a fire of Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> or, or, even, or, or even Bam Bam Bigelow versus Braun Strowman. That'd be great, too. Yeah. I, I um, fire. The other ones I have, I have. I would like to see Chris Benoit versus Kevin Owens. Mm, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Man, that's a nasty pick. And then the other one is a dead versus a dead. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Chris Benoit. I think we got that ECW. I think that was an ECW match. At one that time. was the ECW match. I definitely need to find it because I was looking it up on the internet while we were talking about it. I'm like, I don't remember ever them doing that. I, I, I think they might have also had ECW. Yeah, I think they might have also had something in WCW. I'm going to have to go back. I want to see that. I would check, I would check awesome. ECW. I would check ECW and uh, WCW for that one. Because I yep, think so that's I, happened. But if I have to pick, I would definitely want to see Bam Bam Bigelow versus Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That, that's fire match, man. Like, holy yeah. cow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I just thought, we never went into the women. We never went into the women. So I know it's, it's kind of hard because not too many of the, the really great women wrestlers have passed. You know, thank God. Uh, aside from yeah. like China, yeah, I was uh, trying to think of China. China I, was, he, I would love to see China versus Beth Phoenix. That's an oh, instant go-to. Yeah. That would be that's fine. An I would go-to. like that. I would. Uh, like, I feel like hmm. China with China with just about anybody would be kind of fun to watch because she was really good just all around. Like she just she could sell well. She talks well. You know, obviously yeah. she had a great mentor in Triple H, so you you can really kind of put her with anybody. And she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do what I gotta do." Like, why not put China versus Nia Jax? You have a monster match there. Yeah, yeah. I to go a little even further back. What about China versus Awesome Kong? Ugh, I was gonna say something with Kong and China related, but I didn't want to be too too basic and with my Kong fandom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sherry Martell and Charlotte Flair. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Because Sherry was very technical. And she was good and she was crisp in the ring. And which lead, I will bring, I'll throw out another one. Becky Lynch versus Luna Vachon. I was just thinking that. Ah. Luna hasn't passed away, has she? Luna's been dead, yes. Wait, she has? Yeah. Luna, Luna died in 2010. Yeah, Sorry. she died a long time ago, honey. I didn't August twenty seventh of two thousand ten. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was drug overdose. I didn't overdose. realize that she had died. Yeah, wow, wow. That was before I start, started watching wrestling. I'm in fifteen years, so to be fair, I, I guess I guess you're allowed. So <laughs> I guess. But I was gonna say, speaking of Sherry Mar, I would love. to Sherry Martell um, manage like Bobby Roode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that I sounds think the, the fantastic. Whole kind of NXT Bobby with with that. Oh uh, yes, that would have been perfect. What about like what about who uh, Nicole Bass? That's who she is. Who, wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't you want to pair off with with like a a a uh, Jesus something Nia Jax? No. Why? Nicole Bass wasn't that great. She was a flash in the pan thing that didn't have a good line, and she didn't they, like no, 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 no. Was it Nicole Bass WCW's answer? No, Nicole Bass was like the, the what they tried to be with a uh, with like a new China. Like Nicole Bass oh, was well, Sable's. I... Nicole Bass uh, debuted as Sable's bodyguard oh, okay. uh, for a, a very stalkerish fan who turned out to be Tori, not Tori Wilson, but just Tori, who went who went later on into Degeneration X. Basically, that was like a failed feud to turning out to what the whole. Trish Stratus, Mickey James, and then leading into Beth Phoenix thing was. Oh, okay. At first, before Beth got injured in that match with Victoria, she got a broken jaw from Victoria in that first tag match of hers, and then she came back and reinvented herself. But yeah. So are we? So now that we're playing the fantasy fantasy game, where it's just like yeah, guess, pretty much any era. Yeah, since we're going with any era now. Game. Can it, can I just do like a match that I think would be fun to watch only because of the idea behind it, right? What about the Ultimate Warrior versus Roman Reigns? <sighs> I would that'd be great for me to turn off. No, like I only I only say this match right because obviously Roman Reigns is considered a powerhouse of this generation, right? But we all know that Ultimate Warrior was the generation like Superman, and I just think to me, I think it'd just be fun. No, no mic work, nothing. They just go in and tell a story, and maybe it's a shitty one, maybe it's an excellent one. Who knows? But another one that I like, I would have liked to see a matchup that could have been good. He had a lot of push up until the point where, like, I don't know, he started kind of, people kind of squashed him. I kind of would like to see like Test versus you know, I don't know, pretty much anyone in, in the in the roster right now. I thought Test was like a really good big man. He was he could move. He was able to talk well on the mic. He was a great singles competitor. And then you could have also Stuck him with like Daniel Bryan, and he would have made a way better match than Big Cass did. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Sad thing is, I'm legitimately looking like at wrestlers that we've lost, and there's like from 2000. There's so many guys that you could have had. You know who would have been fit? Who else would have fit great for like 205? Crash Holly. Aww. Mm, aw. That's just sad. Imagine really? Eddie. Imagine Eddie with any of those two hundred five guys right now, like Ali and Cedric Alexander, Buddy Murphy. Ugh. 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 What about a like? Who would you consider? No, actually, Mister Perfect versus Daniel Bryan. Stop. Oh my like, God. I we yeah. can't have these. We can we can only imagine. Just fucking, let's no. just do fucking Mr. Perfect versus Curtis Axel for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I I like it. I like it a lot. See, this is what you could be if you just fucking got better, Curtis Axel. Oh my god. Just rub it in his fucking face and just be mean about it. <laughs> oh, the I worst. forgot. You know what? Hold on. I'm talking about oh, I love the 
B team say their little promo. Yes. That was the only thing I liked on Raw. <laughs> yeah, that, that was Bo, Bo being Bray was hilarious. That was oh like the best God. thing. The whole that thing was a spotlight. Was so funny. Yes. So. Well, I'm glad that you guys were receptive to that, and especially you, Katie. Well, at first I wasn't. Then you opened up to it. It's called, you know, thinking of new ideas. So I'm proud of you. Good job, Katie. Everyone clap for Katie. Oh, God. Yay. Next next week we're going with my idea. Good. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) My ears just might start bleeding right before we have to do that, and I have to leave. So... Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for joining in. That was a nice, smooth episode. Nothing too chaotic like last week with lots of name calling and hilarity ensuing and laughter. Oh my I god. I couldn't help myself. Uh, uh, no one could. So, for <laughs> everyone here at Frank and Culture, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye! Bye.